0: We are a community that loves like Jesus and my hope and my prayer is that this is a transformative space for you Not just today, but every time you tune in Today we're continuing our sermon series called the best stories ever and today's sermon is the prophecy of the messiah Now, each and every week, I pray that the power of Scripture is unlocked for you. And I hope that's been true through this series. This is the ending message of the Old Testament. And next week, we get to jump right into the New Testament. So, the Bible is split up into two parts the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament is a series of stories and poems that are mainly about the creation of humankind and the creation of God's people, the Israelite people, and their struggle and their movements and their words. So the Old Testament continues through a series of events about the Israelite people and what God had to say about them and to them. So the Old Testament begins to culminate though into one focus, and that is the coming of the redemptive Messiah. So the Messiah was very important to the Israelite people. This figure was going to reestablish their place of kingdom. It was going to reestablish their wholeness as people. They were finally going to enter into the eternal kingdom state with this figure, the Messiah, at the helm. So God would speak to them about it. He would speak to them about the event, how it was going to happen, and would foretell just the general coming. So this foretelling of the coming of the Messiah is what we call prophecy. So today I'm going to talk a lot about prophecy. And since the Bible is full of it, I would say that it's important to understand what prophecy is. I want you to understand prophecy. I want you to find the purpose of prophecy and to see the result of prophecy. So prophecy is not mystical. It is mysterious. And it further develops the mystery and the paradox of God it solidifies that God is God. But yet, unfortunately, a lot of times we as just people treat the Bible as a mystical writing. We try to read into it. We play number games with it. We look for things that we think are there but really are just not there. So my philosophy is if God wanted to hide things from us, God would not hide them from you in the Bible. He would just hide them from you. So the Bible is for us to understand. The Bible is for us to take in and to allow to transform our hearts and change us from the inside out. So people over a long history of religious time have treated God's word, especially prophecy, as mystical instead of mysterious. And because of this mystic behavior We have all kinds of writing that floats around that talks about the stories of the Bible that it seems like they're true and events were real and historical, yet a lot of it is made up around the events. And even though they're historical, they're not accurate. So why prophecy? And if we have a misunderstanding of prophecy, how can we gain An understanding of prophecy? Well, first we have to define what prophecy is. And the word actually has two meanings. First, it's a message told by God through a human message and a human messenger. So God delivers the message, and that message is given to a whole bunch of people through a speaker, through a human being. So when the prophets spoke, there was like a call to action. So we know that the prophecy in the Bible is given for a certain purpose. Just historically, we see words are said that call people to a certain movement or to a certain action. So like for example, in Jonah, God told Jonah to tell the Ninevites to repent or you will be destroyed. So the message is delivered from God to people for a specific time, with a specific result. Well also, it's a message to tell God's people of an event that is going to happen in the future. God outlined a future idea. God outlined a future person. God outlined a future event, or even a series of events. So of the most amazing prophecies, when I read Ezekiel and Isaiah and Habakkuk, Every single detail of the prophecies in these books, every person, every event, every time frame, every place, down to the detail, everything was fulfilled. So God would speak to these prophets, and the prophets would speak to the people about these coming events. And one specific event that's the culmination of all the events of prophetic speaking was the prophecy of the Messiah, So I would have to ask then, right at this moment, and this demands, this question, why tell it before it happens? Why not just allow it to happen and let it roll out and then write about it later? Well, Isaiah 46, starting in verse 9, it says this, remember the prior things from long ago. I am God and there's no other. I am God, there's none like me who tells the end at the beginning, from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, My plan will stand. All that I decide, I will do. Well, also in Isaiah 48, starting in verse 4 all the way to verse 7, it says this, Because I know that you are stubborn, your neck is made of iron, and your forehead is bronze, So that's pretty stubborn and hard-headed, right? I I informed you long ago. Before they came about, I proclaimed them to you. So you wouldn't say, my idol did them. My wood statue and metal God commanded them. You've heard and seen all of this. Won't you admit it? From now on, I'll tell you new things. Guarded secrets that you do not know. They are created now, not long ago. Before today, you hadn't heard of them. So you wouldn't say, I already knew them. So basically this scripture in Isaiah tells me that God gives prophecy uh, to us and to Old Testament figures and characters so that credit was given and is given where credit is due. So the Israelite people or anybody couldn't just take the credit for that which was happening. And so you heard in that scripture, you can't give the the statue or the wooden carving the credit, that the credit had to go to God. Well, that was Isaiah 48. And in Isaiah 53, this is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. And so the foretelling of the coming of The Messiah. So basically, God is giving them a picture or a preview of what is going to happen yet a thousand years in advance. So what does prophecy say about Jesus? Well, first, prophecy tells us that the Messiah is is for and coming for and came for our blessing. So the blessing is mentioned in Genesis 22 with the story of Abraham. In Genesis 22, starting in verse 17, I will bless you richly. I will give you countless descendants, as many as the stars in the sky and as the grains of sand on the seashore. They will conquer their enemy cities. All the nations of the earth will be blessed because of your descendants, because you obeyed me. So through this Hebrewism, and that's what that's called, a Hebrewism, we know that this is about Jesus, that all nations will be blessed through this Messiah, this Jesus, the Messiah, King of kings, Lord of lords, will bless all nations, will bless all the children. So Genesis 21 declares that that blessing will be a descendant of Isaac, In Numbers 24, in verse 17, declares that the Messiah would be a descendant of Jacob. In Micah 5, it says from the house of David. In Isaiah 11, declares that the Messiah would be from the the family of Jesse. Jeremiah 23, in verse 5, declares that the Messiah would would be from the house of David. So the Bible narrows down exactly the line the people that the Messiah would come from, the family line that the Messiah would be born. And, and that, is, that is evidence and that is confidence building when it comes to who Jesus is and, and who Jesus will be for our, for our lives. But prophecy also tells us the manner of how he would come, Jesus would come. In Isaiah 7, it says this in verse 14, therefore the Lord will, will give you a sign. The young woman is pregnant and is about to give birth to a son and she will, be na- she will name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So God is giving prophecy to show the Israelites to look for this birth on this particular day. So not only does it tell us about Jesus, but, it, but prophecy also points us to a specific type of birth, virgin birth, on a particular day. Well, prophecy also tells us about Jesus, where the Messiah would be born, where he would be born. In Micah 5, 2, As for you, Bethlehem of Ephrathah, though you are the least significant of Judah's forces, one who is to be a ruler in Israel on my behalf will come out, of, out from you. His origins is from remote times from ancient days. So prophecy tells us the family line. It tells us when in what manner and where so if you could imagine these prophecies being spoken what happened next the frenzy that this would have would have caused amongst religious mystics right trying to figure things out there would be future tellers and fortune tellers and onlookers trying to find the messiah they were looking for last days, and there would be writings of last days, mystical writings, and they would write all these things down in what they, what we call apocalyptic literature and what's called now the Apocrypha. These were the mystics looking for something, yet the prophecies are mysteries that are fulfilled. These are the mysteries to create wonder and awe in God, not in A human person or a hero type figure besides Jesus, these were the prophecies that were the mysteries to give us the awe and the wonder of God so that credit was given where credit is due. It's given to God. So prophecies in the Old Testament point towards the Messiah in the New Testament, and the prophecies then are evidence for the Christ that came and the Christ that was resurrected as well. So I would have to say that, and I just mentioned this um, a little earlier, that prophecies give us this utmost confidence in Jesus. Uh, Jesus was born and came and spent time with us, human beings on earth in that era, in a certain way that was predicted long before. So these prophecies give me a great confidence in who Jesus was and Jesus as the Messiah and Jesus as my Savior. Yet also Jesus pointed towards prophecy for who he was. And he claimed the prophecy for himself. In Luke 24, it says, Then he said, When I was with you before, I told you that everything written down about me by Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must all come true. So Jesus continually pointed towards the prophecy that was being fulfilled in himself, that he was He was the unfolding of these scriptures. Jesus knew the things that were happening that were spoken of him in the Old Testament, and he became the unfolding. But also the disciples pointed towards these prophecies as evidence of Jesus to be the true Messiah. They would point continually towards prophecy to say that this is the person that was predicted long ago, spoken of in days long past. And so in Romans 1 from Paul, he says, a slave of Jesus Christ, in in verse 1 through 4, called to be an apostle and set apart for God's good news. God promised this good news about his son, Jesus, ahead of time through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. His son was a descendant of David, like we learned before. He was publicly identified as God's son with the power through his resurrection from the dead, which was based on the spirit of holiness. The son is Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the disciples pointed to the the prophecy to give evidence or to show that this unfolding was already spoken of in advance long ago. But yet Jesus kept this plan hidden. And I have to ask the question, why? Why did Jesus keep the plan hidden? It says in Colossians 1 in verse 25, I became a servant of the church of God's commission, which was given to me for you in order to complete God's word. I'm completing it with a secret plan that has been hidden from, for ages and generations, but which has now been revealed to his holy people. God wanted to make, this glorious, make the glorious riches of this secret plan known among the Gentiles, which is Christ living in you, the hope of glory. So why keep this plan hidden? Why keep this, this plan hidden on purpose, I guess I would say, ask? Well, in, Jew, in the Jewish narrative, Jesus had to die. Uh, this Jesus that was claiming messiahship had to die because he couldn't have been the real messiah right i mean he's born in poverty in this strange like separated land doing strange things and claiming strange ideals and threatening the economy and the government system and the system in in general the the messiah this jesus had to die the messiah according to the jewish narrative couldn't die According to the Jewish hope, this this Messiah was going to be king and establish a rule. And so if the Jews were allowed to force Jesus into being a king, like they tried, and they exalted him like a king, then the crucifixion would not have taken place. Jesus would would have been exalted in in a different way, not exalted by God. So Jesus knew he had to keep the plan hidden according to the Old Testament. So, what does this all mean for us? Because I can talk and teach about prophecy, yet prophecy has to, and just the general idea of prophecy has to have an application to it. What does it all mean for us? Well, first, I truly believe that prophecy of the Bible gives us a lot of hope. Now, people in the past have done a lot with prophecy in mystical behavior. I remember Hale Bop comment, what what those, that people group did with a comment and the end of the world and prophecy and wearing matching tennis shoes and kind of a suicide pack. I remember the Branch Davidians and, and Waco, Texas and what they did with prophecy and how they spoke the end of time was near. How about Harold Camping and all of, the, all of the billboards that we saw years ago now, all the billboards about how the end of the world is is coming. Well, when you speak the end of the world is coming, there's, there's not necessarily a lot of hope in that talk. There's a lot of destruction and end of life and end of time. And I believe that prophecy in the Bible was given to us to issue to us and speak a lot of hope in our lives. It points us to a future and confidence that what we're reading in the Bible about who God is and what God wants from us and is doing for us and has given us, that gives us confidence in this word that is undeniably true. So not only does it give us hope, but it gives us a confidence in what God is actually saying. But I also believe that prophecy gives us permission to live in mystery. And a lot of us don't give ourselves permission to live in mystery. We need assurance. As people in past have lived in a lot of mystery and, and from really the start of existence, we as modern society, we want everything to be sure. We want it to be planned. We want it to be exacting so we can calculate our efforts and ultimately calculate our future security. But if I live in mystery... I have to live with an open hand. I have to live in a manner that God is in more control of my future and my efforts than I am. That God is in control, that he's sovereign, that he is the Lord of my life. And if God wants to change my future, then God can change my future. And I can live in a mystery. I can dream in mystery. I can think in mystery and I can hope in mystery that God has my that my best, uh, that my, he has assurance for my life, that he wants what's best for me. Well, lastly, I really think that prophecy tells me a lot about myself. Remember that these prophecies were penned by people. They're penned by people like you and me. They were received from God to ordinary followers of God. So this means what does this mean? Well, this means that I can have a vision for my life as well. I can, I can see the future and vision a future for my life. Maybe it won't come as specific as it did to others, yet it shows our future can be dreamed of. It shows that our future can be hoped for in advance. So the prophecies in the Old Testament, the writers, it points to their lives. They the prophecies point and direct us to the Messiah as well for salvation. And prophecy gives us a solid hope for our future. And that's what makes these stories the best stories ever. And in prophecy, if I could return back to the Jesus prophecy of Isaiah 53, these prophecies say that Jesus was going to come for us, that he was going to be on this earth for us. He was going to be born for us, live for us. He was going to die for us. He was going to resurrect for us. He was going to prove his, his son of God status for us, and he, was, he, would, he promised that he would come back for us. And so when he sat around that table and he said, do this in remembrance of me, that's what I think about. Long before Jesus came to earth, It was prophesied that he would come for us, God with us in Jesus. Take the bread and take the juice and say thanks be to God. Do this in remembrance of Jesus. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for prophecy that long ago you spoke a hope for our future. You spoke a love for your people You spoke eternity, Lord, with you in heaven. So, Lord, we pray, Lord, that we can live out and dream and vision our future. Lord, that we can live in the character that you want us, that you told us to live long ago, Lord, even in prophecy. So, Lord, in Jesus, Lord, we find hope, we find mystery, and we find our future. So, Lord, we love you. Thank you for Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen.